Welcome back to another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos bringing you the issues for the week of August the 24th, 2022. That's right, I'm back from my brief hiatus last week. We were off, or last week I was off, uh, down and out. You know, uh, that dirty son of a bitch COVID decided to hit me. So, uh, yeah, he was staying with me for that week, so... Couldn't, uh, couldn't pretty much enjoy myself. Couldn't, obviously couldn't go get my books. So, had to take the week off. Came back. I'm still not quite caught up with last week's issues. I've got majority of them done. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, but we're back. I got all this week's stuff read this week. And, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and start, uh, getting into uh this week's issues so in the meantime let's go ahead and let's get to the issues kick things off this week with DC. Up first, we have Batman Fortress issue number four. So Batman has done what he thought he would not do. He is enlisting Lex Luthor for his help <laughs> to help uh, break into the Fortress of Solitude uh, to help against this alien invasion. So they show up down there in the middle of the Antarctic where the Fortress was I say was because when they get there is gone Superman picked it up and took it somewhere <laughs> the whole thing so but they're not the only ones looking for the fortress uh, the uh, ones that are searching for Superman the other aliens that are the cause of the invasion like I said are looking for him and you know they're they're chatting and you know, Batman tries to kind of make peace and kind of figure out what exactly they want. And Luthor, of course, goes into business for himself and decides he's going to try to, or he's going to have them shoot him in the head. So he shoots one of the, or he has a sniper to shoot one of them in the, one of the aliens in the head. This starts a fight. Luthor almost bites the dust. Batman saves him. He's pissed about it. Basically tells him, look, you're, you're a moron. I should have known better. Whatever. Get the hell out of here. Uh, so Batman goes back to the Batcave. He's talking to Alfred. Alfred's just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I could have told you that was a bad idea, but whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and then he's paid a visit. He being Batman, pronouns, pal. Um, paid a visit by a Green Lantern, but not a... Not one of the Green Lanterns we know. Apparently this is a new Green Lantern. He's a rodent. Uh, I forget what this little bastard's name is. Uh... Yeah, I forget what <clears throat> what the uh, uh, the little 
I thought it was Chip, to be honest with you. I thought it was Chip, but it's not Chip. Uh, it's another new Green Lantern. Anyway, comes to help Bruce. Uh, he says, look, I need help finding somebody, you know, that can help us find the fortress. So, they go off to this, this cave, and Batman is looking for Detective Chimp. So, finds Detective Chimp and basically convinces him to help him find it. So, after uh, some brief words exchanged, you know, Detective Chimp decides to go ahead and uh, and help Batman out. So it's gonna be gonna be a little fun. I did I did dig the banner back and forth. Although I will say they did draw Bruce in this uh, in this issue. They really made him look like you know when he's Bruce Wayne. They really made him look like Billy Butcher. <laughs> so that's so I just thought, man, he they made him look like Butcher from the boys. But anyway, it was all right. That is Batman Fortress issue number four. Up next, we have Batman the White Knight Presents Red Hood, Issue 2. Uh, so, basically, this is Jason training uh, Gan to become Robin and then deciding at the end, you know what, this is a terrible idea. Uh, I don't know. To me, the whole premise of this side book that Jason trained another Robin and then stayed... Uh, while staying in Gotham while Batman was out looking for him and Batman somehow doesn't find him even though he's been arrested and all this makes absolutely zero sense especially seeing as how Batman thought that he was dead uh, but besides that comic book logic if you will uh, yeah it just uh I don't know. This one felt a little meh, a little flat. Like we, I don't think I would necessarily needed the entire backstory, or at least this backstory as to what the hell's been going on with Jason. You know, obviously he left for a reason. So I don't, I don't know. It just, eh, it was all right. The ending, you know, I guess kind of made up for it um, with it tying back into. Uh, with Jason, uh, I guess, getting will willing to get back into the fight with Bruce and team up with him. Uh, so I, I, I guess it was all right, but, you know, it was a little lackluster. That is Batman, uh, The White Knight Presents, Red Hood, issue number two. Up next, we got Deathstroke, Inc., issue number 12. So... This was pretty cool. So, at the end of the last issue, Deathstroke is confronted by Green Arrow for the first time. Uh, this is back at Deathstroke Year One. Uh, so, he runs into Green Arrow for the first time. Green Arrow shoots him a few times with his arrows. You know, and Slade, of course, just walks through him, heals. All that other stuff. He has a brief fight with uh, Green Arrow. Slade's determined he's going to take out his target. And, uh doesn't uh doesn't look like it's gonna go so well but then all of a sudden it looks like you know fortune favors uh slade uh as he has some help from wintergreen they take out some targets or the target that they're looking for or trying to take out the target they're looking for and 
just when Slade thought he was rid of Green Arrow, back comes Ollie, ready, you know, to to basically take in Slade. And, you know, Slade's pretty much kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, and he decides, you know what, I'm not getting captured. You know, I'm going to hopefully survive this fall that I'm about to take off of this fucking building. Uh, even though Oliver tries to, he shoots him in with his arrows, basically to that are attached to like a, a strong enough uh, line that he can reel him back up. And so Slade's like, you know what? Go big or go home. Cuts the line and basically falls off the building. <laughs> he's about half the way up, and so he's hoping that his body will recover. So pretty crazy. That's Deathstroke Inc. Issue number twelve. Up next, <clears throat> we have Detective Comics issue 1063. I don't really know what to think of this. So, I don't remember Two-Face getting fixed. But apparently Two-Face has been fixed. And Bruce goes to visit him. As Bruce Wayne. Uh, in this like nightclub. And apparently, you know, Harvey's fixed. All this, this, and this. Uh... Batman's kind of not not sure who this new power player that is that's coming into Gotham. He goes to two, you know, goes to Harvey, thinking Harvey will help him. Uh, and somehow he's like hearing, he being Batman's hearing like the voice of Barbados or something. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of confused. I don't really remember the last issue all that much. Uh, I do remember that there's a new player in town that Talia uh, helped him escape. Uh, and then he was hearing this voice that was proclaiming itself to be Barbados. And, you know, it, it it's a little confusing. And eventually it's going to, you know, Two-Face, if he was healed, didn't it didn't last very long. So, um, yeah, I'm just a little, it's a little all over the place. So I'm not really sure how to take it. That's Detective Comics issue 1063. Up next, we have Robin, issue number 17. I guess this is the finale to the series. Um, so Robin, Connor Hawk, and uh, Flatline all race back to Lazarus Island. They realize they've been duped. Lord Deathman was up to no good. Um, and when they get back to the island, of course, you know, everyone knows, hey, uh, we got duped. Uh, Lord Deathman gone, had gone missing. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, you find out that, uh, even Lord Deathman got double-crossed to an extent by Mother Soul, uh, so they end up having a fight with, uh, Lord Deathman, all this other stuff, and eventually, of course, you know, Robin wins, uh, cause, cause he's Robin, he's a Wayne, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's some nice little moments between, uh, you know, everybody on the island, especially Damien and, and Flatline, she's just kind of like, you know, you probably shouldn't go around telling people that uh, you're that I'm your girlfriend, this, this, and this, you know, tends to uh, bring up pretty bad, you know, or seems to go pretty bad for you. And, and Damien's like, yeah, I don't have much practice in this. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, looks like all this is going to, uh, to lead into the Batman versus Robin miniseries that's coming on so overall it was fun i enjoyed it uh that is robin issue number 17 and finally this week we have task force z 
issue number 11. So, the vain step-in was Gotham. Uh, and Gotham Girl has come to get her brother from Bloom. Uh, and at the same time, you know, uh, Jason, Red, uh, Red Hood, decided to attack uh, Bloom all at the same time. Uh, you know, just some, uh, I don't know. There's a lot going on at once. Uh, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of double crossing. Of course, you're working with a bunch of villains. Of course, there's going to be backstabbing and all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, it's a lot, a lot going on, a lot to take in. Like I said, who's on whose side? Who's really going to stab everybody in the back ultimately? Who's going to win? I don't know. Uh, but uh, it was fine. It was fine. Uh, at this point, they're kind of just stretching it out, I think, you know. I think the shark has been jumped in this in this series, and uh, I do think it needs to come to an end pretty soon. I don't think they have a ton of shelf life with this. Uh, maybe this is where they fixed uh, Two Face. I don't know, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe at the end of this series, he'll be fixed briefly, and then Detective Comics just undid all just undid undid all of that shit. So we'll see. Like I said, that's Task Force Z issue number eleven. Also out. From DC this week, we have Action Comics issue 1046, The Swamp Thing issue number 16, Harley Quinn issue number 21, Justice League vs. Legion of Superheroes issue 5, Tales of the Human Target issue number 1, uh, Fables issue 154, Olympus Rebirth issue number 1, Young Justice Targets issue number 2, and DC Mech issue number 2. All right, let's go ahead and let's forge on and let's head over to the Indies. switching over to the indies up first actually all the indies this week are from image up first we have department of truth issue number 20 so this uh this issue particularly or follows uh cole's husband uh believe his name is matt or maddie or they call him maddie i think that's yeah maddie so, basically, it's uh, basically it's the black hat basically trying to recruit Maddie to, I guess, convince Cole to come over to the black hat and to quit working for the Department of Truth. So it starts basically uh, they start spilling the tea as to exactly everything that Cole has been involved in. Uh, and of course, Maddie's like, I can't believe this. This is all too much. There's, this is, there's no way any of this is real. There's no way Cole would do this. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. He's been distant, yada, yada, yada. But no way he killed two people, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, you know, uh, 
the director of the uh, Black Hat kind of goes into details uh, about everything Hawk was doing for him and all this other stuff. Uh, and just kind of how the, 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 the history of the Department of Truth and the Ministry of Lies kind of where things are in that. So just kind of the history of that and how you know lee harvey oswald started all this other stuff so it's pretty pretty trippy the art style was very i guess you could say department of truthy uh very trippy very i don't know what the word is like dreamlike i guess very abstract but uh pretty good issue you know like i said a little confusing uh, like I said, the, the art is very abstract, so it's a little hard to, to tell exactly what you're looking at. Um, and just, uh, yeah, a lot of, very, very dialogue heavy to drive the narrative, but uh, still, still a pretty good issue. That is Department of Truth, issue number 20. Up next, we have Gunslinger Spawn, issue number 11. A new player has entered the field. Uh, Gunslinger basically returns to find uh old boy taylor he's gonna use him to basically try to track down the those rogue angels that uh we encountered at the beginning of the series you know basically gunslinger's like you know i need you to tell me more i need you to help me find them i need to finish them um and i just need to get rid of them and uh yeah so it's uh i'm just i don't know like i said it, it has a really really good premise a lot of great action in this book you know gunslinger picks uh of course of course he gets his ass kicked in this book you know uh there's this uh i guess he's a he's an angel uh from uh gunslinger's time and he's trying to get back Or maybe he's not an angel. He's some kind of monster, demon, whatever. He's something. And he rips off one of the... He kills the angel that Gunslinger ripped his, uh, her wing off in the first issue. Uh, or not the first issue. But one of the first few issues ripped the wing off. Basically tortures her. Gets the information he needs. Uh, goes and finds a Gunslinger. Like I said, they have a fight. Doesn't go so well. Really doesn't go well at all for Gunslinger. Especially the way uh, the ending is. So, I, I, like I said, where I do think it kind of lacked a little bit, uh, it definitely made up for in shock at the end. So, that was kind of cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah. So, that's Gunslinger Spawn, issue number 11. Up next, we have Radiant Black, issue number 17. So, nobody dies. Marshall's not dead. Uh, Nathan somehow gets embedded with the power of Radiant Black uh, as he goes to help Marshall uh, Radiant Yellow. I forget what the guy, other guy's name is. Uh, I don't remember what his name is. Uh, the one that is the Radiant Yellow basically kind of shows up. He's like kind of cognizant of the future. Um, so he kind of shows up to give him a ride, uh, so to speak. And, uh, so Nathan actually kind of 
like I said, uh, Nathan goes to help Marshall, and now they're able to like trade off who wears the radiant. Like, while one of them wears it, the other one goes back to their normal human form, and then they can just trade it at will. That's like they have one hive mind, and they can kind of trade off. Um, they turn the tie, they win. Um, but yellow was like seeing glimpses of the future, and now it's like, like Nathan was supposed to die, or uh, Marshall was supposed to die in the future he saw, and somehow that has changed. And he's like, "Oh my God, what did I do? Oh, he's gonna be so pissed at me. Him probably meeting the robot." So it's uh gonna be interesting i did kind of dig that i do think it took a while to get to that uh especially with fighting the five uh but it was all right it was pretty cool that's radiant black issue number 17 and finally we have the scorched issue number nine uh you know you get kind of the history of medieval spawn at least of the spawn symbiote itself uh, for uh, medieval uh, and a little bit of history of the plague spawn and kind of all the way they've going way back in the day to the days of the black plague how they've attempted to fight it to cure it to kill it all this other stuff um, it was okay you know meanwhile like I said you had those massive mech sin eaters uh, descending upon you know haunt uh, she spawn uh, gunslinger and uh, all that so uh, I don't know to me Scorched is kind of one of the harder uh, books to get into or I wouldn't say harder it's kind of the one that kind of seems like it's off on its own and doesn't it, it see, it's hard to see how that one ties in to the other spawn titles um, it's like where's the time it's kind of like Justice League in the DC Universe it's like okay where do all these superheroes have time to to have these these adventures and fit this into their schedule but uh, that's kind of what how Scor uh, Scorch feels but uh, still good artwork uh, again you know some of the story at one point kind of got a little blah uh, but I definitely think it made up for it in the end um, I did like the twist at the end you know the plague, uh, it seems like the plague generally finds a way to win. So, pretty good stuff uh, there at the end. That is The Scorched, issue number nine. Also out from Image this week, we have Deadly Class, issue number 55. Public Domain, issue number three. Farmhand, issue number 20. Sins of the Black Flamingo, issue number three. Beware the Eye of Odin, issue number three. Rogues Gallery, issue number two. And New Masters, issue number six. Okay. Let's go ahead and let's finish things out this week with Marvel.
And finishing things up this week with Marvel up first. We've got Amazing Spider-Man, issue number eight. So at the end of the last issue, uh, Spider-Man and or Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Guess I really should verify that. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, was assaulted and uh, captured, I guess, and by the Vulture. He basically, took him up into the sky, uh, broke his web shooters, and dropped him. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it starts. It, this issue starts up with Peter falling. You know, after the Vultures dropped him. And he's falling what looks like, I guess, I'm guessing over Central Park. And he's falling and he's thinking, oh, shit, what do I do? You know, this is going to suck. This is going to hurt. Uh, and so he says, okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. He realizes he still has some web cartridges in his, uh, in his belt. So he... Uh, you know, deploys them, figures out a way to get them to explode, and he hits every tree, you know, all these trees on the way down. Um, and so it works. He saves his own life. Uh, he doesn't go splat. And um, so, you know, Vulture still pissed, picks him up, slams him into a building, uh, goes to circle around to come back to get Peter or to get Spider Man. And so Peter is like, oh, okay. My costume's tore up again. My ribs are broken. I guess I'll call Norman and get him to uh, come back. You know, I guess he'll get, I'll get him to uh, to send me that suit. So he calls Norman. He says, all right, hey, man, I need the suit. I need that suit you made. And he's like, no. He's like, what the fuck do you mean no? <laughs> Norman, what the hell does no mean? Uh and he's like, sorry, you know, if you didn't take it with you. I can't, I can't give it to you. So basically hangs up on him and Peter's just like, oh my God, you gotta be freaking kidding me. Uh, but ultimately he basically uses, uh, his own, basically he, he figures out a way to, to stall Vulture, uh, to trick him, so to speak. Uh, and Peter goes and gets the suit himself. Um, complete with glider and everything, so it was pretty cool. Uh, ultimately saves a day, gives a nice monologue to Vulture, basically like, you know, so your plan was, you know, even though I told you all the, you know, told your granddaughter all the things you've done, your plan was ultimately to do exactly what you, you're avoiding the truth, basically, you're deflecting blame. You say it's my fault when really you're the one that did all these acts and stuff like that. And Vulture's kind of like, yeah, yeah, fuck, I guess you're right. <laughs> Type of thing. I still hate you, but... So, um... And then basically Peter goes goes after that. He goes back to Norman's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what the hell was all that about? You know, and, and Norman basically explains to him. He says, look, he goes, there was... I had no way of tracking you. I didn't know exactly where you at. He goes, I couldn't really just send it to, you know, an area, you know. And I, for me to find you, I would have had to have put the suit on, on and ridden the glider. And there's a chance that could have brought uh, him, being meaning the Green Goblin, 
could have brought him back. And that's a risk I'm not willing to take. And so Peter's like, okay, that's actually a logical explanation as to why you didn't help me. Okay, I guess I could forgive you for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty pretty neat. Um, although, like I said, I do think Vulture was a little, little out of character in the sense that he was so aggressive. But, you know, it is what it is. That's Amazing Spider-Man issue number eight. Up next, we have uh, Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day issue number... I believe this is three. Yes, three. A um, little more action in this. Still very dialogue heavy. Uh, Judgment Day has come. Um, they've kind of fought back uh, the Eternals. Them being the Avengers and the X-Men have kind of fought them off just a little bit. They've bought themselves some time. They've resurrected their own Celestial. And that Celestial has pretty much cast judgment on them, you know. Uh, and he's basically giving them time. He says, you know, hey, you... He launches this psychic attack where they basically tricks them into thinking that they were going to destroy it. And, of course, it's all planned by... From Sinister. Or, well, it was a plan made by uh, Ajax... Uh, Iron Man and Mr. Sinister um, but it was a plan that they had to basically kind of stop it if they needed to but they needed to have a safe way to basically destroy uh, the Celestial and to uh, basically to destroy it but also not destroy the entire planet in the process or you know wipe everybody out in that range uh, and of course you know Sinister, being Sinister, why anybody would trust Mr. Sinister is beyond me. Uh, so basically they call a quiet council meeting, um, you know, through Emma Frost, all this other stuff. They kind of explain what's going on. Well, everybody was in a dream state. You know, Jean Grey was the only one that realized it. Uh, and of course, she's not on the quiet council anymore. Like I said, she's the only one that realized it and was like, okay, you guys just really fucked us because now, now we're all being judged and we are so fucked. And now the Deviants are on the mutant side. So they're really not doing themselves any favors with the Eternal. So, uh, like I said, a lot going on. Uh, great artwork. I will say that artwork on this was fantastic. Great colors. Uh, just, uh, again, it's a little too much dialogue, too much uh, exposition, which I guess is a, not a bad thing. But still, it's like, man, it's kind of kind of word heavy, kind of heavy to breach into if you're if you haven't been reading the Eternals, all this stuff. So, oh well, that's Avengers, X Men, Eternals, Judgment Day, issue three. Up next, we have Captain America: Symbol of Truth, issue number four. Uh, Joaquin Falcon, New Falcon, basically. Frees himself from whatever captivity he was in. That's pretty much it there. Uh, and Sam Wilson is in Wakanda. Uh, he gets in, no problem. And then he's basically escorted into this private little off-the-beaten-path. And it's, it's Crossbones. And so he has a fight with Crossbones. Crossbones' plan was to basically start a war between Wakanda and the U.S., 
and in the process killing uh, Sam Wilson, basically using him as like a nuclear bomb. Um, but all that, of course, is thwarted, and of course, you know, Sam made a scene in Wakanda, um, so he's going to kind of have to deal with the consequences of Wakanda via T'Challa, so not a bad issue. Uh, pretty pretty quick, you know, fast-paced, um, but yeah, not, not bad. That is Captain America, Symbol of Truth, issue number four. Up next, we have Carnage, issue number five. Uh, Carnage succeeds in finding the hounds. <laughs> um, he basically kills all the Dark Elves. Uh, uh, Kenneth Neely does what his he's supposed to have done, and he helps Carnage basically take out the probably the only one of the Dark Elves that could stop him. Um, and now the plan is to basically, I guess, get the power of the most powerful uh, uh, of the Dark Elves in Malakath, so they're going to hell. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, this was... I don't know why this one was necessarily, like, why they stretched this out, and this couldn't have been, like, maybe half an issue of them dealing with this. You know, with the hounds and all that other stuff, but... I don't know. Uh, like I said, this this Dark Elf thing has been a little, little eh. It sounded like a great idea. Um, but I think they, they stretched it out just a little too much because they made this the majority of the issue. Uh, and them going to hell to get Malakath was basically the last like couple of pages. So, um, we'll see. Carnage, issue number five. And finally, we have Darth Vader, issue number 26. Uh, a lot of callbacks in this to uh, episode 2 uh, episode 1 the path of Vader uh, you know he's being a badass you know gets on a pod racer uses it to kind of clear the storm in this one area uh, Vader's pretty much trying to save the day he's trying to save Sabine um He's, I guess, trying to make good for not being able to save his mother, not being able to save Padme. And I guess the Emperor can kind of see all this and kind of thinks it is... He's like, oh, that's that's funny, you know. He's trying to make up for Sin's past. That's that's interesting. So, like I said, very. this is a very, very, very quick issue. Very fast read. A lot of, like I said, there's, what little dialogue there is is mostly callbacks to previous films. I said to episode one and two. I don't... I'm trying to remember if there was anything from episode three. Might have been. I don't remember. But, uh, like I said, a lot of callbacks as far as the dialogue is concerned. Uh, A lot of action. Uh, Like I said, great artwork in this. Uh, Good issue. Star Wars, Darth Vader, issue number 26. Also out from Marvel this week... We have Fantastic Four, issue 46. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, issue number 41. Marauders, issue number 5. Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse, issue number 5. Star Wars, Doctor Aphra, issue number 23. Avengers Forever, issue number 8. Uh, Wolverine, Patch, issue number 5. Damage Control, issue number 1. 
Defenders Beyond, issue number two. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, issue number two. Genghis Vell, Captain Marvel, issue number two. And as you can tell, this is the end of the show. Meaning that I didn't say, and finally, the pick of the week is... Well, this week, sad to say, couldn't really find a pick of the week, couldn't find something to give pick of the week. To me, just nothing stood... Nothing stood out, head and shoulders. There was nothing I could go, yep, this one was the best one. This one I enjoyed the most. Just couldn't do it. So, anyway. Let's go ahead and let's move on to the outro. So yeah, that's going to do it this week. No pick of the week. What the hell, man? I take a week off and then I can't even come back and and find a pick of the week. Nothing, like I said, nothing really stood out. Maybe 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 I did lose my my sense of, of taste. <laughs> so to speak. Uh I guess I take a week off because of COVID. I come back and now I can't can't decide, can't I can't pick. I don't have a pick of the week. I said just nothing nothing jumped off the page at me this week. Nothing was I don't know, nothing I felt was really was really good. So nothing had what I needed. And uh yeah, just I I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Like I said, there was some good stuff. You know, Radiant Black had had was interesting. It just like I said, took a little while. Uh, Gunslinger I thought was really good and then it just kind of lulled a little bit in the middle and it ended really well uh, Scorched you know like I said had some cool concepts ended really well uh, but for the most part like I said a lot of it kind of dragged uh, Department of Truth was good it's just you know again a little a little dialogue heavy a little took a little while to get to the point uh, with that one and then you know the art style being really abstract and, and and you know crazy made it a little little difficult for me to to give that one props uh to prop that one up and then on dc you know batman fortress was cool uh like i said it was it was all right um not a ton happened in the issue uh like i said i felt white knight uh red hood was kind of a little uh, a little unnecessary uh, took forever to kind of get to the point <laughs> and to get it caught up to current and to lead into the current series. You know, Robin was fun. Um, no complaints there. Detective Comics was a little confusing. Deathstroke was fun. Uh, and uh, Task Force Z, like I said, I think it's kind of it's fun, but it's I think it's jumping the shark, so to speak. Uh, ASM this week, you know, Spider-Man was, was kind of cool, was kind of fun, made sense. Uh, Judge, uh, Axe Judgment Day was interesting. Captain America was interesting. 
Carnage, like I said, I felt was a little, meh, a little bloated. Invader was kind of cool. But, uh, I guess that just, to me, nothing stood out. And that's, that is the theme of the week. Uh, I have lost my, my, my taste in comics, I guess. Uh, nothing stood out, no pick of the week. But the good thing about comics is there's always next week. So we'll see, we'll see what next week brings us, so. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor. Like and subscribe there. Go over to social media on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. Keep up with the show there. And uh, follow me on Whatnot. I'm at Vasos. V-A-S-O-S. Give your boy a follow there. Check out my show this weekend. All number one issues that I'll be selling, so just come hang out. And in the meantime, we'll see you guys next week. I've been your boy Vasos, and we'll see you with another episode, hopefully with another pick of the week, on another episode of I Have Issues.